Welcome back to Ultra Hope Girls, the Danganronpa podcast. We are so, so excited today to present to you a crossover episode where we will combine uh, Caroline's Teacups and Toadstools YouTube account with our podcast. Today, we're going to be taking each character and recommending a book that we think they would want to read or a book that reminds us of them um, because, you know, reading is really fun. And hopefully you guys will get some new book recommendations based on who your favorite character is. So with that said, let's get into it. Just so everybody knows, this episode will spoil Trigger Happy Havoc, Chapter 2. So if you've listened with us up to this point, you should be all caught up. So there will be no new spoilers since last episode. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. And I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Dong and Rumpa podcast. <laughs> You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. So hey guys, welcome back. Um, our episode today is inspired by my YouTube channel because, you know, we just want to feature all of our personalities. And so today we were like, books is the way to go. And so we're going to be recommending books for all the characters. Um, so Maren, we're just going to dive right in. Let's just take it character by character. And we can, uh... I love it. I love it. We're going to get started with Makoto today. Um, so the book that I recommended for Makoto is the book As You Wish by Chelsea Sadati. Um, As You Wish is a book about a boy who lives in a kind of magical alternate universe where at your 18th birthday you are granted one wish um, and it can be anything you want, absolutely anything. Um, And he spends his time throughout this book trying to figure out how he can use his wish to help others. Um, And that really reminded me of Makoto. You know, he's a really selfless guy. He always tries to take something that could be good for himself and give it out to others. And so I thought he might he might enjoy this next read. Awesome. So I guess I can go next. Um, So for Makoto, I actually chose the book I Am Number Four by Pivisius Lore. Um, If anyone else has read that, Um, it is one of my favorite books ever unapologetically I've read it I think like six times at this point in my life (laughs) like sometimes I'll just get bored and pick it back up and be like I love this book but what I thought was cool about it for Makoto was that so a little bit of background on I am number four it is about a teenage boy who is basically one of the like last remaining members of his species because he's from an alien planet technically and his alien planet was destroyed by other alien (laughs) alien people and so he is now hiding in hiding on earth from the evil bad guy aliens who are trying to eradicate his species and so he's on the run um and trying to you know escape from them and he has like special powers and whatever it's if it's a fun like exciting YA novel read and it's it's just really good um but what's interesting about this book for me is is that Makoto is you know he's the ultimate lucky student he's come to this school and he is an ordinary kid surrounded by extraordinary people and he feels very out of place and I am number four is very much a book about a kid who is a very extraordinary individual with these crazy abilities surrounded by ordinary people and struggling with that and trying to make friends and trying to have a life and trying to survive and that kind of thing. And I, I think it's just an interesting kind of, um, I just think it's an interesting contrast for him. I think he would enjoy that book. So did Marin also pick a young adult book? Yes, I did pick a young adult book. 
That's very interesting because um, I also did. So we all picked young adult books from Ghetto. Um, I picked <laughs> Maddie, your book. I've actually never read I Am Number Four, which I know, I know, guys, please don't kill me. It's crazy. I, there are a lot of books <laughs> I haven't read that are popular. <laughs> but um, our audience, uh, Maddie and I both have shocked faces right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just, okay. So the T is, is I'm not a big sci-fi fan, but that's a whole other thing I could talk about. Um, but actually I did pick up a science fiction book for mine as well. And it's a YA. It's called More Than This by Patrick Ness. Um, this book is a very dystopian sort of like purgatory feel, which felt a lot like Danganronpa when I read it for the first time. Um, and the main character, it's all from his perspective and all from his memories and him really working together with um, two other people and trying to seek hope in this seemingly hopeless situation. And so that is why I picked that book. All right, um, up next, we are going to talk about Kyoko. Um, so for Kyoko, I picked the book, The House of the Scorpion by Nancy Farmer. I thought that Kyoko really could use a book about self-identity. We don't really know her a lot at this point, um, but she seems to hide back a lot of her personality, which reminds me a lot of the protagonist in uh, The House of the Scorpion. And so I just thought that this book kind of might inspire to be a little bit more outgoing and personal. So for Kyoko, Kyoko is kind of an enigma. And I think that she, she clearly has shown herself to be very smart very intuitive. She's helped Makoto solve a lot of these cases. And so I think that she has a, a part of her that definitely is good at figuring people out. And so for her, I chose a nonfiction book. I hope that's acceptable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a handful of nonfiction books on here, but I chose a book called The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. To me, this book is super interesting because it's a nonfiction book that feels like you're reading a mystery or like a thriller because it's it talks about um, basically predicting human violence. It's super interesting because it talks about, you know, that personal intuition and how useful that is, um, especially when, you know, talking to strangers or whatever, but even people you know, too. But it also goes into the more scientific side of it and um, factors that can predict violence or factors that can cause violence. It, um, it is written by, actually, Gavin De Becker is um, a security professional, and so he actually, um, people will hire him sometimes to even do things like assess death threats to see whether they're genuine or whether someone should be actually concerned. And so it talks about the kind of predictive factors that make it into um, being able to tell whether a threat is genuine or whether violence is going to occur or something. And I just think Kyoko um, seems like the kind of person to be really, really fascinated by that. Really quick, I, I actually took a personal defense class and our instructor informed us that if someone is approaching you, they are either an unknown threat or a known threat. That person will never not be a threat to you, um, which is really interesting. It's a weird way to view the world, but it, it really keeps you safe. You know, it's like you either need to know that it's a threat or you can't trust them is basically the idea. So just thought I'd <laughs> include that, but that sounds like a really interesting book. Very interesting. I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. And I also think like Maddie, like you're saying, there's a lot of like nonfiction books on your list. Like I think that that is why it's awesome that we're all doing this is because the three of us has have such different taste in books, like so different. Sure. So for like anyone <laughs> listening, there's something for all of you in this list. Definitely. My book. Oh my God. I'm so proud of this choice. My book is called The Lilac Girls by Martha Hall Kelly. And this book is, first of all, I picked it because it's called The Lilac Girls. And Kyoko has lilac hair. 
Second of all, it's about three women. Um, it, it's very, it's a very weird selection. It's a historical fiction book. It's about three women um, who t each tell a different part of the story. Um, and it takes place during World War II. Um, but the arc of all of them is they are all very specifically women who are rising above what is expected of them. And also one of the perspectives is from the other side. It is a Nazi surgeon who worked in a concentration camp. And Kyoko is somebody who sees all sides of a situation. And I think she would really appreciate the risks the author took to include that story in this book. Wow. Ooh, that's super interesting. Okay, so up next, we are going to talk about Byakuya. Your beauty is beyond compare With golden locks and skin so fair Ooh, Byakuya Togami Byakuya Togami Now, he was really challenging for me to pick a book for him, and that was really surprising. I mean, uh -huh. if you have been listening to the podcast, you know that I am a huge Byakuya fan, um, and so I thought it would be super easy. It wasn't, um, and so the book that I ended up settling on for him is Carry On by Rainbow Rowell, and that I don't think he would enjoy reading very much, but he reminds me a lot of uh, the character Baz in it. Um, and so that was really why I picked it, um, just kind of how his personality would meld with other characters in the book. I, yeah, I just saw a connection there and that's why I picked that one. But I, I'm not sure he would ever pick up a young adult book, quite frankly. That does not seem like a <laughs> Byakuya move. I agree with you on that, but no, that's an interesting pick. I like it. Um, for Byakuya, I actually chose the book Relic by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. And for me, honestly, it doesn't even have to be Relic. It's kind of that whole series which um, by them, which is about an FBI agent whose name is Aloysius Pendergast, who goes around solving a bunch of crazy mysteries, crazy murders. And the reason I chose this was because Byakuya reminds me of Agent Pendergast a lot if Pendergast was a total asshole. And that is why I chose that. I love that. <laughs> That's really funny. That's also a whack name. Like, imagine being named right? that. There's, oh, oh, you know what? I was like, Pendergast sounds familiar. And this is such a tangent for a second, but in the Little Women musical, she writes a fictional book in the musical, and, and the bad guy's name is Braxton Prendergast. So that's wow. a fun fact. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> so for me, so for me, um, for Biakia, I picked a book I actually recommended to Maddie yesterday, and it's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. This book is a mystery novel that is, that meet, is like an Agatha Christie classic mystery meets Groundhog Day meets Downton Abbey. And so there's the prestige of these people living in a mansion that I think that Togami would particularly enjoy, but I also think he would enjoy the complexity of viewing a murder from a bunch of different bodies and different perspectives and reliving the same day to try to solve the mystery. That sounds great. I think I want to read that it's book. It's such a good wow. book, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Up next, we are talking about one of Caroline's favorite characters, Toko. Yes. So for Toko, I know I'm so excited. This was actually a book that I was kind of proud of um, picking. And I picked Uglies by Scott Westerfeld for her. Um, you'll see a trend in my books in that there is only one nonfiction and the rest are pretty much uh, young adults. So um, get ready for that, <laughs> all you listeners. Um, but Uglies by Scott Westerfeld is um, about a alternative society where um everyone undergoes a surgery when i think it's when they reach like 16 or 18 and it makes them beautiful um it's like stereotypical beautiful you know your face gets perfectly symmetrical whatever whatever um and the reason i picked this book for toko is that at the end of the series you kind of see a different take on beauty and that being different is what's really beautiful um and i thought toko could really benefit from a book like that because she doesn't see herself as conventionally beautiful but um this book really shows you that there are other forms of beauty and i thought that that might actually help her um to increase her confidence and that she might she might enjoy a read like that that's cool I love that I love that for her um for Toko I picked the book um it's actually also a series but the first book is called Fallen it's by Lauren Kate and this is a book that either Toko would love or she would think it was total trash and there's no in between (laughs) but um I didn't finish the whole series but the first book was actually kind of good it was about it's a, it's a paranormal romance story about a girl who gets accused of murdering a boy she had a crush on and then gets sent to a creepy boarding, gets sent to a creepy boarding school for troubled youth and falls in love with this mysterious guy. And um, it's actually really interesting. And here comes, a, it's a little bit of a spoiler for the book. So you can skip this part or we can cut this out if, if we don't want to include this. But um, it's kind of the cool part of the book is that she, the character in this guy, are fallen angels who have been reincarnated over and over in each other's lives and don't remember their past lives, but fall in love every time. And in each life, as soon as they remember who they are, they die. Oh what? my God, I'm so <laughs> shook. And I also want to read that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Also, Maddie, I think that was just an admittance that you think that Toko and Byakuya are in love. So you that's can't know. That <laughs> that's what I'm hearing, Maddie. That's, that's what I'm getting from this. Um, I don't know why. Oh, you guys, I was so proud of my choice, let me tell you, because here's the thing. When I was thinking about a book Toko would enjoy, I said Toku Fukawa would not go for, like, young adult romance, because she is too advanced for that. Too advanced. I'm using air quotes. Um, Because she doesn't like Hufumi's taste in literature. Young adult, she does not enjoy it. So I went with a classic. It's a little book I like to call Jane Eyre. For those of you who have not read Jane Eyre, let me tell you, this is not your ordinary classic literature book, okay? This book has twists that are insane, considering the time period it was written. It features a very classic romance, but also one that is low-key a little bit abusive. Not abusive, but, like, there's, like, the master, and then he falls in love with, like, the, the teacher of this child who lives in his house and it it is like such an epic romance but then toko can get behind it because it's written like you know a classic work of literature also yeah. off the record you guys need to read this book because it's on literal cocaine <laughs> it's i can keep insane. that on the record because i would love to read that <laughs> like i was like it, it's like love is blind meets it's like a reality show it's like watching a reality show it's so anyway love that <laughs> All right, up next, we've got Taka. Um, So for Taka, I picked 
The Rosie Project by Graham Simsian. I don't know if I pronounced his last name right, um, but Graham, if you hear this, I'm so sorry if I did. Um, so The Rosie Project is a book about a man who is trying to find a partner for life, um, and he is on the spectrum um, of maybe Asperger's or some form of autism. Um, and it just shows how he calculates exactly how he is going to find his like soulmate or whatever. Um, and I really enjoyed this book. And I think Taka would too. He is a rule follower. It is black and white with him. And I think that he would really enjoy the way that the main character goes about his decision-making process. So for Taka, I picked another, this is another nonfiction book that I actually read for a project I was doing for a psychology class, but it's written by a social psychologist. It's called The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. Yes, and Mary, it is by. you bought that, that when you came into Barnes & Noble one time. Yes, I did. I bought that when you were there. Um, yes, and it helped. it's helping me with my senior thesis. Um, it's by Jonathan Haidt, who is a a social psychologist who studies um, he studies morality and moral psychology, and um, it's a really interesting book about kind of examining how like people can have different dimensions of morality that matter more to them than others, and it is kind of helpful in seeing how people might have very very different perspectives, especially with very moral laden things like politics and religion. Kind of seeing how people with different moral compasses, he he might see things differently. And um, for me, it was just a super fascinating book. It helps you see different perspectives. And I also think it's something that um, Taka would find interesting and maybe a little bit challenging, kind of challenging some of his viewpoints possibly. All right. So Maddie, it's funny that you say those things because I kind of picked my book, even though it's very different from yours for the same reasons. And I picked um, Les Miserables by Victor Hugo um, because it does explore themes of morality and what is right and what is wrong and what it means to be like right by God and what God's role is. Um, so we have Javert, who is the ultimate moral compass in a lot of ways and he but he goes to the extent of like harming others in his pursuit of to find what is right and I think Taka could use a little bit of the message of hey it's okay man some flexibility is good you know like and it's okay to love people and you know care about them um yeah so that is why I picked that one Nice. Okay, up next, I want to do two at once, um, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, but we're going to do Mondo and Chihiro, all right? And I picked the same book for both of them. I don't know if that's allowed, but quite frankly, I did it. <laughs> so um, I kind of wanted them to book club this book, but it is The Girl Who Could Fly by Victoria Forrester. I love that and book. Such a good book. I love that book. That book would make my top 10 books of all time. It's just, oh, it's so good. It, oh, classic. But the reason that I wanted them to read it is it is about a girl who has this incredible ability within her and she is questioned all the time by people around her, um, which reminded me a lot of Chihiro, um, kind of an internal greatness that um, isn't shown to the world really um, until you know, dire conflict or whatever. But I wanted Mondo and Shahiro to read this because I thought that Mondo would be able to understand that sometimes greatness lies within, you know, like to maybe not be so quick to anger and to 
just kind of learn how to appreciate the good in other people. Um, and I thought it'd be really cute if they read this together and then maybe he wouldn't have killed Chihiro. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> That's so sad. Oh my. All right. So I'll go ahead and start with Chihiro. For Chihiro, I chose um, a book called Digital Fortress. It's by Dan Brown. Dan Brown is the guy who wrote The Da Vinci Code, and Digital Fortress is a less known one of his books, but it's really good. It's a thriller, and it, but it's very computery. It's actually about cryptography, which is basically the science of codes. And I mean, it's a thriller about computer coding. I, it's just so perfect. And it takes place in the NSA. It's so good. I couldn't put it down when I read it. And it actually has ciphers in the book that you can take the time to try and solve. And I think Chihiro would love that. That's so cool. What? I love that. <laughs> it's a cool book. Um, and then for Mondo, so for Mondo, for some of the characters, I actually, what I did to try and decide on their books was I watched through videos of their free time events to try and learn more about them. And Mondo, we learned something really cute about Mondo. I actually have a newfound appreciation for Mondo after watching his free time events. But um, he loves dogs and he actually had a pet dog named Chuck, who was a Maltese, who he called his baby boy, and was so close to, but who died when Mondo was younger. And like during his free time event, Mondo like gets emotional over this dog. And I was like, oh my goodness, I know what book Mondo has to read. He has to read A Dog's Purpose by W. Bruce Cameron. (laughs) That book, I read it after my dog died in high school and I was sobbing the whole time, but it's so good. It's so sweet. And oh my goodness. Yeah. Mondo needs to read this book. I just have to say, I hate dog books and movies. I love dogs. I love them. And I'm definitely like a dog person, but I don't like them. I don't know why. I don't like dog movies. Um, I enjoyed some dog books, like um, Marley and Me made me cry um, when I read it. Yeah. I read that in like fifth grade. It was wow. traumatizing. It's a scarring book. I'm not going to lie. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. A Dog's Purpose is the cool thing about it is it's that it's from the perspective of the dogs. And mm. so it's just so cute. I loved it. And the medium of film can't really capture that. I mean, no, there's, it that's impossible. Yeah, It can't. So I'm actually, it's funny that you put these two together because I think mine could also work in a very similar way. So for Chihiro, I have The Little Prince um, by Antion de Saint-Exupéry. Please, if you're French, do not come for me because that <laughs> was terrible. Um, but this is actually one of my all-time favorite um, books. I've read it since I was a little little child. And um, the reason why I picked this for Chihiro is Chihiro's role in the story arc of Danganronpa to me feels very like he's a symbol of like an ideal like he's like Simon from Lord of the Flies like he he feels like almost like a Jesus figure in a lot of wow. ways um, and the little prince is that him like the role he plays in the book feels like that to me. Wow, I really like that description. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I, did you know I'm the ultimate literary girl? <laughs> As a writer, I write. As a writer, I do write. So I mean, Chihiro, Chihiro does get pretty much crucified. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I never even put that together. The symbolism. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Because wow. he's like a symbol. He is a symbol of hope, even like continuing through the story a little bit. So anyway. Anyway, um, but for Mondo, 
I picked Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck because it literally is a book about, you know, what is strong, what is strength, what is weakness. And, um, you know, the, I cannot for the life of me right now, remember, I remember Lenny, but I can't remember the other guy's name. Does anyone know? George? Am I George? I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway, but the, um, it, it is such a, a book about masculinity and weak and weakness and strength. And I think that, you know, I mean, the themes in it are very. It was George. It's George. Okay. Wow. George and We're Lenny. We're killing it right here. George and Lenny. Um, but yeah, that's why I picked that one for him. All right, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, but before we do that, we just want to know, what books would you recommend these characters? Would you recommend these characters read a book? Would they even like to read? We want to hear what your thoughts are, um, so make sure you join our Facebook group. If you search Ultra Hope Girls and Danganronpa Podcast, you'll find our private group, and you can request to join and be part of the conversation. We also want to hear what you have to say and include you in our episodes, so if you click on the link in the description of this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm and leave us a voice message so you can have your thoughts heard here on our podcast. So um, we'll get back to the books right after the break. Hey guys, before we take our break, I just wanted to come on here and let you know that we have actually been able to start a Patreon. Thanks to you all, our first month has been incredibly successful and we're so thankful to have you guys as listeners because we're just three friends who are really passionate about Danganronpa and we are so glad that we are actually able to create content for you guys. So if you are able to support us financially, we would so appreciate it. And our Patreon subscriptions come with some awesome perks. So we're gonna talk to you about those right now. So the first option for donations is $2 a month, and that makes you a reserve course donor. And this will actually give you some early access to some of our episodes, as well as some Patreon-exclusive extras, including bloopers from our podcast, um, possibly some deleted scenes that we had to cut for time, silly videos that we've made, including reactions to us playing the games, and more. If you donate $5 per month, you are a first-year student donor, and in addition to all of the things that Maddie said, you will also get added to a patrons-only Discord server, Um, you will have double entries in any future giveaways that we do, and you will receive a free MP3 of our music. All right, so at $10 a month, you are the ultimate donor. That means you are a super high school level donor. And these donors, in addition to everything that has just been said, you also get to be part of Caroline's book club via Zoom. So that means book club with the IRL high school literary girl. And you also get to have live Discord chats with us and get to hang out. And it'll be super fun. Maybe we could play some of the games together. Maybe have fun like Jackbox game nights. It'll be really fun. So the money that you would be donating would help us be able to create more content for you guys. We'll be able to go to conventions and meet you guys, create merch, and maybe have more special guests on our podcast. So thank you very much in advance. And we're so glad to have you guys as listeners. And we can't wait to have you as supporters as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Marin. who are we continuing with next? We are continuing with Hina. Um, so for Hina, I picked a book called Mind Gym by Gary Mack. Um, it is a nonfiction book. Surprise, surprise. I'm straying away. <laughs> but um, it is a book um, that athletes use. And I highly recommend to anyone who is striving towards any sort of physical goal um, because it talks you through overcoming the mental block in achieving goals. It talks about how you can really improve as an athlete, improve as a team player. Um, it's a phenomenal book. I mean, it's been highly rated for years and years and it's like survived the passage of time. So highly recommend that. Um, but for Hina, I think she could really use that because I know in past episodes we've talked about, she's a great athlete, but sometimes it feels like her training is random. Like it's not really planned and she might do well with a little bit more structure, or a little bit of advice on how to really streamline her improvement. Awesome. Yeah. I, I struggled a lot with my pick for Hina actually. And I kind of just went to a book that is one of my favorite books that I think is just cute and I think she would enjoy. So I don't have a super strong reason for it for her, but um, I chose A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lengel. And it's just a super cute book. It's, you know, about kids kind of going on an adventure and it's just really, really sweet. And I, like I said, I don't have any particular strong reasons for why I chose this for Hina, but I do think that she would enjoy it. I think she would find it fun. I think she would find it cute. And um, yeah, that's kind of all I got for that one i kind of uh, same i i picked this book because i was like thinking if you know we're going to the beach what book would she want to read and so i picked i'll give you the sun by jandy nelson this book um is a young adult um sort of family relationship book um because hina like i think she would enjoy a good romance um and there is some romance in this book but the main connection is between um two twins uh and they have a really deep bond and they actually alternate narration. Um, and I just, there's a lot to this book, but it's very simple. Um, and it, it, it's very wholesome. And I think that she would really love it. That's awesome. I love that. I like that. We got like a couple different takes on, on Hina. That's yeah. nice. It, it's, I, I have to say, Marin, I would, and Maddie, that book, it, it's one of the, sorry, few young adult books that I have read that have like made my top 20. Like I love that book. Nice. It's very, very good. So it's a yeah. good book. Yeah. I have to add it to my list. And actually this is a good moment to tell you that um, we will be linking a Goodreads page with all of these books so that you can add them and read them and let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, all right. Up next, we are talking about Sakura. Um, so for Sakura, I mean, how could we not do her after Hina, you know, but, um, for Sakura, I picked the book Peak by, um, Roland Smith. Peak is a book about, uh, these people who climb Mount Everest. Um, and it is about, um, literally in the description for the book, it says it's an action packed adventure about friendship, sacrifice, family, and drive. And I mean, that to me is Sakura in a nutshell. Um, yeah, she is all about drive and all about improving and overcoming these like big events in her life. And so um, that that is why I thought she might enjoy a book like that. 
So for Sakura, I had a hard time with this one as well, but I ended up picking, um, the book is called And the Mountains Echoed by, I think it's pronounced Khaled Hosseini. Um, hopefully I'm not saying that wrong, but um, this book is about two siblings who live in Afghanistan in 1952. And it's a really, really touching story about overcoming adversity and about family and about all the things like that. And for Sakura, Sakura's loyalty to her friends is just so unparalleled um, with anyone else's. And she is just such a sweet person. And I think loyalty and, and just things like that matter to her so much. And so for me, this book kind of stood out to me as a prime example of a story about loyalty and um, just the bonds between people. And um, I I will quote a little bit from the description on Goodreads, um, is that Hosseini writes about the bonds that define us and shape our lives, the ways in which we help our loved ones in need, how the choices we make resonate through history, and how we are often surprised by the people closest to us. So that I just felt was it's a very touching book. It's a very, very touching book. And I think it's a good one for Sakura. I like how you both had mountain books. That was just really exciting. <laughs> you both had mountain so books. Funny. Interesting. Didn't even notice that. Rock climbing. Am I right, guys? Rock yes. climbing. Um, so I do not have a mountain book. I'm sorry to break the streak. Um, I give Sakura my one. I'm, actually, I think this it's my favorite movie and it's one of my favorite um, novels as well. Um, it's called Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe by Fanny Flagg. And I picked this book because it is not a very action-packed book. There is a lot of, um, like, exciting elements, though, uh, especially surrounding one of the characters, Iggy Threadgood, who I sort of could parallel with Sakura a little bit um, because she is very, like, physically adventurous and she's um, very bold and daring and goes against her time period because this book takes place in the 1920s south actually that's not true it goes in between the 1980s and the 1920s south and is very much about how the past impacts the present um but the key thing as to why i picked this book for her is it surrounds a lesbian relationship without it being an incredibly obvious um thing it's like the book isn't about them being lesbian it's about their relationship and how it grows and i think that that is really reflective of hina and sakura's relationship as well that's a great point i i love that that's yeah so good choice all right can we do hufumi next because i just need to get him let's out of the do way. it let's get hufumi <laughs> out of the way all right carolyn why don't you start us off this time oh wow thank you so um i you know hufumi likes young adult so I just picked a young adult book that I thought was fine. Um, it's called What If It's Us? It's by Adam Silvera and Becky Albertalli, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, that title is, yes, based on the Dear Evan Hansen song um, called Only Us. And it is a book of a romance between two men. And they one of them likes Broadway. And, you know, it's really cute. And kind of, you know, it's it, I think Hifumi would like it. It's not my favorite, but I think Hufumi would enjoy it <laughs> because it's not my favorite. <laughs> because since right. I am um, Toko. <laughs> yes, true. Amen. Okay, so for Hifumi, I picked the book Gender Game by Bella Forrest. It's a whole series. Um, I'm actually working my way through it now. Um, but Gender Game is about a 
kind of dystopian kind of alternate reality where men and women are divided into two countries um, and like the women separate because the men don't respect them and the men separate pretty much because they can't respect women. Um, that is putting it very um, simply. But I think that Hifumi would really get something out of these books because throughout the book it talks about gender roles and it really addresses like how both sides really need to respect each other and I don't think Hifumi really respects women and I think reading this book would probably clue him in to how that can really negatively affect people and whole countries. <laughs> Hifumi needs to drink respect women juice. Respect women. <laughs> Um, for Hifumi, I picked Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Um, I thought that that would be a good one for him. Hifumi probably, I mean, he loves, you know, he loves anime, he loves manga. He probably likes video games too, if I'm just judging based off of his entire personality. Um, (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with loving video games. I mean, the three of us are, you know, nerds over this game, Danganronpa. Video games are awesome, but yeah, he probably does. And so Ready Player One, um, for anyone who doesn't know, is a book about basically a world where, like, everyone lives most of their time in, like, virtual reality, and so this entire virtual world, basically this video game, becomes, like, people's lives, and they can create avatars of themselves that look nothing like their real selves, and um, they can, you know, it's such an immersive virtual experience that they can actually even touch things, and you can put on a suit that makes you feel everything that you're feeling in the virtual world, and, um, I think Hifumi would definitely be into the idea of creating a virtual version of himself and being able to interact with other virtual people. Um, I mean, we know he loves animation. We lo- he loves all that kind of thing. And so I think that would appeal to him. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Up next, we're going to move to Hero. So for Hero, um, I picked The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams because Hero really likes to live in a world other than his own. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that book. It, it's, I really liked it when I read it, um, but it is basically making profound meaning in the littlest things, even when it's not there. And I think that that is Hero. You know, he takes like the smallest things and blows them up beyond proportion. And so I think he really enjoy this book. (laughs) (laughs) So for Hero, okay, this one is like, this choice of book is totally not intended to throw shade at Hero. It's not even necessarily a book that I think he would read. It's just a book that makes, that he makes me think of because it is a book about um, magic and mentalism. The book is called Tricks of the Mind and it's by Darren Brown, who is a really famous um, British illusionist. And he is awesome. Darren Brown, um, is he gets really into the psychology of all of the magic that he does. I've actually gone to see him live in a live show, and he's incredible. Um, and But the thing about Hero, I mean, being the ultimate clairvoyant, but it's kind of obvious that he is a little bit of a con, art, con artist, and he's probably not actually psychic. That's at least my take on it. But, um, you know, and, and this book, Tricks of the Mind, it debunks a lot of stuff like Ouija boards and spirit mediums who claim to speak with the dead. Um, And it goes into a lot of interesting psychology and why those things work. And um, 
you know, it's not to throw shade at Hero being like, here's a book debunking all the things that you do. But it also kind of is a magician speaking about the tricks of the trade. And, um, you know, maybe Hero could learn something from it if he's trying to do do some palm readings or do a seance or something, like understanding how those things work. Um, and it's actually really, really interesting. That's really neat. Um, yeah. I picked a book basically kind of th- in the mindset of like, okay, what kind of book would Hero read if he were going to read? And um, the book I selected, I haven't read it in a long time, but I thought it would intrigue him. It's called, the name of this book is Secret. Um, and it's by Pseudonymous Bosch. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, and it just, I mean, this book is all about like mystery and the letters on some of the pages and the chapters are written in really weird styles that are like really interesting. And I'm sure he would read it and be like, ooh, this means this. And like, I can see this message in this thing. Um, this is a um, young reader's book, but it is definitely enjoyable for any age group. So even if you are over the age of 12, you will enjoy this book. I promise. It's so fun. I remember being absolutely obsessed, obsessed with those books. Obsessed. So good. They're so oh, good. Wow. I should reread those. All right. Up next, we are moving to Sayaka. Um, for Sayaka, I had a little bit of trouble picking a book, if I'm being honest, um, but I ended up settling on Baby Proof by Emily Giffen, um, which is a chick lit book, which isn't really my style, um, but I thought she might enjoy it. The book is basically about a woman who is throughout her entire life set on not wanting a child. She's not interested in becoming a mother, which is fine. Um, But everyone around her is telling her it's not fine. Um, And the reason I thought she might enjoy this book is because it's really about someone who stays true to their values, um, even with a lot of societal pressure. And I think Sayaka feels a lot of societal pressure within her job and like trying to stay popular and trying to stay, you know, like the perfect figure for everyone. And I think that this book does a good job of like promoting the idea that it's good to be true to yourself. first and then seeing what you can do with those values to better society that's really cool i like that for her um sayaka actually she was the last one i chose because i was having a really really hard time so i ended up choosing and i think you're gonna think this choice is really weird but i do have my reasons for it i chose the book firestarter by stephen king and i did not think i would end up choosing a stephen king novel for sayaka (laughs) But I do think she has a dark side. Like, let's be real. Um, So (laughs) I think she would like it. I can see her being into horror, like just personally. I can see her not being into it, but I could also see it going the other way. And so Firestarter is a book about this little girl who has like special abilities in that um, she can start fires with her mind. And she has trouble controlling her abilities. Like if she gets too angry you know the house she's in could just blow up in flames but she and her dad are like the products of some like crazy drug experiment gone wrong and um her dad actually has abilities too and he actually is psychic a little bit and my head can is that i totally think sayaka is at least a little bit psychic some of the things she says in chapter one she's like i'm not psychic i just have good intuition i'm like you're psychic definitely i think so um but the dad is psychic and he also has an ability where he can, they call it pushing people. He can push people and basically he can persuade them to do 
anything he wants. Like he can tell them something and they'll just be like, oh yeah, sure. If he pushes them. And um, the dad and, and the daughter are on the run from these like evil government people trying to like experiment with them or whatever. And um, I, I think she would find it cool. And I, I thought of like, you know, me thinking, okay, I think Psyche is definitely psychic. I was like, are there any books I know of with a psychic protagonist? And I'm like, huh, maybe, I mean, the dad and Firestarter has a little psychic thing going on. So that's what I thought of. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. I just want to preface before I say this, this is not one of my favorite books um, that I've ever read. And it's by an author that I don't love. Um, I It's by John Green. John Green, I think that he is a really awesome human and I like what he does in the world. Um, but his writing style isn't my fave and that's just my opinion. <laughs> but, um, and it's okay if you disagree with me because I know he is very popular. Um, but I picked The Fault in Our Stars for Sayaka because she just strikes me as the kind of person who'd be in J14 being interviewed about like what her favorite book is. And she would pick like a very like basic young adult book that is incredibly popular and that book at least when we were in high, middle school and high school was like what everybody was reading um but yeah that is why I picked that book <laughs> yeah that's I get what you mean John Green is not my favorite author too but he's a cool dude he's a cool dude <laughs> I, I, do I like John Green I like John Green's books I haven't read many of them but I did like them but that's just me <laughs> all right up next we are moving to leon for leon um i also had a really hard time with him um i ended up picking holes by lewis um satcher um which is i i kind of had a reason for one i think he'd like the book for another thing i don't think he'd like to read um he doesn't seem like the type to like relax by reading a book um but I picked Holes because it's really about a teen who is suppressed by society. Um, and that's how he feels. He like, that's what like Leon thinks about himself is that he's being suppressed by everyone. And he has all this creative energy that he'd really like to share. Um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to give him an outlet, like have him read. Actually, you know what a good book would be for him? Catcher in the Rye. I'm going to change mine to that. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. New book. In the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be my new one. So for Leon, I kind of agree that I don't think he's a huge book person. Um, but I chose a book that I think he could benefit from if he were to sit down and read it. And this book is called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And Caroline recommended that I read this book. So credits to her. And I did. And it's really good. Um it's basically a book about like about how to succeed basically at anything that you're doing and it's the value of perseverance and it's not you know the book is very much talking about how um talent isn't everything you have to build skill and skill is a combination of talent and hard work and so and and that you know chalks up to grit which is this kind of drive and this perseverance um and Leon, I mean, he is extremely talented and he has a lot of big dreams, but what he's missing is the drive. He's missing the perseverance and the, the hardworking attitude. He's missing the grit. And so I think that if he were to read this book, he could benefit a lot from it. I'd also like to add here that if you are listening in and you are really interested in continuing to read or pick up some new books, 
go and check out Caroline's channel. She has a ton of videos that recommend hundreds of books that she's read and enjoyed. And like, you will get a lot out of watching her videos. So if you like what we're talking about here, go and go and check out Teacups and Toadstools. Absolutely. Oh, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I do actually, I was going to say, I talk about grit um, on my channel. I I believe I've already mentioned it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. I love recommending books for people. Um, So for Leon, I actually gave him a book that I have personally never read, but it is a book that I am sure that he would pick up because there are not a lot of books he would pick up in my opinion. Um, So I picked Lonely Boy by Steve Jones, who was a guitarist for the Sex Pistols. As we have established, Leon wants to be a rock musician, and the Sex Pistols is his favorite band, and so I think that he would certainly read this book. Wow, yeah, you're right. Take uh, inspiration from the Sex Pistols. I think it's an it's an autobiography, I believe, um, from my research. Yeah, but uh, yeah, oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, so we've got two more. Um, We've got Junko and Celeste. Anyone got a preference for who we do first? Let's All right, Celeste then let's start last. with uh, Okay, cool. Let's start with Junko then. For Junko, I picked The Westing Game by Ellen Raskin. Um, it is kind of a younger book, like book for younger people. I mean, it's not really the hardest read and it's a pretty short read, um, but it's kind of about accomplishing things and getting to the top. And as the ultimate fashionista, I kind of thought that she might be interested in a book like that. Like, I don't know, just gaining wealth and gaining popularity and kind of going and stepping up in the world. I thought she might like that. Okay, so the book I picked for Junko is, um, it is called The Lion Game by Sarah Shepard, not to be confused with The Lion Game by, I think, Ruth Ware. Um, it's a book of the same name, but the one by Sarah Shepard is part of a series that is, um, I think for Junko, it could be kind of a good um, read because it's a good beach book. I picked it up just like, out of curiosity. It's fast paced. It's interesting. It's something that I think um, she would find interesting as kind of like a girly drama mystery almost, but it's actually pretty good. But yeah, I, p- I picked this one for Junka because I thought that, you know, it's a mystery and I don't know if Junka would be into mysteries, but it's like fast paced and like there's enough drama that someone like her, I think would find it interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So the book that I picked for Jungo is actually, it's interesting because I had a really tough time with her because again, we don't really see a lot of her. Um, I did spend one free time event with her to try to get a little bit more like info. Um, But to me, so she strikes me as somebody who is a little bit more self-aware than Sayaka is since they're both in the public eye. But, um, and she, like the comment she makes about like touching up and like how everything is like fake. She seems very aware of like, the reality of her career path. Um, and so that makes me think that she's got a little bit more substance to her than what we see on the surface. Th- that's just my yeah, implication from that. Absolutely. Um, and so she doesn't strike me as someone who would read a lot, but the book that I picked for her, like if she was just on the beach reading a book is called, and then there were none by Agatha Christie. And I picked this book because I think that there is a lot um, to unpack with like, and it's, it's one of those books, it's not very long, but it's the first of its kind, and it is an incredibly quick read. Um, and again, I had a tough time with her because I don't really, you know, read a lot of lighter books, but this one I thought she would find very, very interesting because it isn't a book that is very self-aware. 
Yeah, and um, and then there were none is actually the very first play that I ever saw in my life. Yeah, wow. that's a fun fact. That's yeah. so cool. It was so good. I remember loving it. And I was like, wow, like I got to get into theater. <laughs> yep. So up last, we have Celeste. Yes, Caroline's queen. <laughs> All right. So for Celeste, I picked the book, The Lucifer Effect, uh, Understanding How Good People Turn Evil. And I picked, oh, this is by Philip G. Zimbardo. Um, it's a nonfiction book. So I guess I had two, actually. Wow, look at me go. Um, but I picked this book for Celeste because she is super into reading people. I mean, her job is reading people. And I thought that she could use this book um, as part of her craft, really. Um, I mean, the further you can understand people, the further you can predict their moves. And as the ultimate gambler, you know, I really thought that she might enjoy a book like that. That is a fantastic book. Um, yeah, so good. Um, for Celeste, I picked a book that I read pretty recently. It's called The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. And it is a mystery book and it I think it would appeal to her because it takes place on like a Scandinavian cruise where everyone's all rich and fancy and um it is like a murder mystery and so I think that she probably has the mind to solve it and probably would find it interesting and engaging but she I think she would like the aesthetic of it too because it's it's very um you know it's they're on a cruise ship with a bunch of fancy rich people they're on like their own private cruise of 10 people and that that feels like the right environment for her um, <laughs> but yeah I, th- I think that she would um she would find it a gripping read and would also probably solve the mystery pretty well because she seems smart yeah no kidding it's true um so I picked one of my all-time faves it's in my top five books of all time it's called The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern and this book let me just tell you what the cover looks like it is black white and red And it just aesthetically looks like Celeste a little bit. And also the plot is very like, it's a mystery sort of fantastical like book where it's like, you really don't know what the heck is going on until the very end. Like, you know what's happening and you go along with it because it is so interesting and intriguing, but you don't know what is happening. And there's some romance in it and it's lavish the way that some of these people live. And I could just totally see her loving, loving, loving this book. You actually suggested that book for me to read um, a, guys, like a month ago or so. It's literally such a good book. I mean, yeah, like, I recommend that it. to anybody. It's so good. All right, guys. So for today's Bed, Wed, Behead, we decided to pick the three most likely characters that you would find in the uh, Hope's Peak Library. And so today we are going to be deciding between Byakuya, Toko, and Hifumi. Um, Maddie, would you like to start us off? Sure, I'll I'll start us off. For me, this one isn't particularly difficult. Um, behead Hifumi, just immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, just even if I didn't have to, just mm, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> Hifumi gets so much hate. We're like so awful to him. <laughs> but yeah, um, I would bed Byakuya and wed Toko. That is my my personal take. Toko would be, she would be difficult to be married to, but it could be interesting. To put it lightly. (laughs) I think for me, uh, behead Hifumi. Yep. I think that's going to be all of our... (laughs) Yeah, we're all beheading Hifumi. That was pretty easy. Um, 
I think I would bed Toko and wed Byakuya because I, I couldn't have Byakuya not in my life, quite frankly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Toko, I love Toko, um, but I think I would have an easier time being married to Byakuya than Toko. Also, if uh, you disagree with that, you should check out our Bestie Picks Waifu episode because I've got evidence. <laughs> My friends oh. support that Byakuya and I would actually work as a couple. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, for me, Behead Hifumi. No spoiler yep. or surprise yep. there. Um, I would... Hmm. Toko is the worst version of myself, and I don't think I could marry that and deal with that for my entire life. So I would bed Toko, um, maybe while she's genocide or show. And I would wed Byakuya because since I am Toko, we would be perfect together. Just kidding. That's a joke. Amen. But I, I honestly, I think I have like a little bit more of like the the balls to like stand up to him too than mm-hmm. Toko does. And so I think it would actually work a lot better. Yeah. Definitely better than Toko and him. Toko. But they are in love. I love them. Even though I <laughs> know it's so terrible. Anyway. I can't. So I can't stand. I'm the one. I'm... Uh, I'm the devil's advocate, I guess, who's just like, nah. All right, guys. Well, uh, that wraps up our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope that this will inspire you to go check out Teacups and Toadstools on YouTube. Give it a subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. Um, We'd also like to invite you to uh, follow us on Facebook, follow our like page, um, and join us in our private group where you can ask questions, get involved with the community. And you can also uh, follow us on Amino, where we've got an account called Ultra Hope Girls Pod, um, where you'll find updates on our podcast, more fan content, and all that good stuff. But we are so glad that you came and listened today, and we can't wait to see you next week. <laughs>